0: Thank you for joining me today on Good News with Twanda Black, where we are discovering some of the most inspiring trials to triumph stories and empowerment moments. Call up a friend and let them know it's time for some good news. Hello, family, and welcome to Good News with Wanda Black. I am your host, and we talk with folks from all walks of life about their good news, because ultimately, when your brothers and sisters are doing good, you're doing good. All right. All right. Now, sit back, relax and enjoy this next guest. Joining me today is Rhonda Bennett. She is author. Check out the title. <laughs> My, I want to be light skinned. My journey to acceptance. Um, let me tell you, Rhonda, this book brought back so many memories for me, as you can see. Wow. (laughs) So, you know, I went through some of the same stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, excellent book though. Good read. And it's a good conversation piece, um, for when you're with your family, your friends, you know, uh, whoever, I think you should be able to have those discussions, but tell us about yourself first. Um, you, you talk about in the book. Your childhood and how the things that transpired there, of course, journey with you into your
1: adulthood. Yeah, they do. And so, born and raised in Tuskegee, Alabama, Um, you know, I was a a very um, active child um, up until the age of nine. Before before nine, I was always involved in different things in sports. I was a tomboy. Um, I enjoyed making friends and just being outside riding my bike, playing kickball with the neighborhood friends. And, you know, one day as I, um, was sitting at my grandmother's house, she and I were just talking, watching, I want to say in the heat of the night or whatever, something was on the television and we were watching it. And she just, you know, happened to look down at me and she was like, Rhonda, you need to marry somebody white or high If you want your children to have a chance in this world because you won't. And you know, I was you know, I was called names in school. I was used to that. Mm-hmm. But having it from hearing it from someone who I trusted, who I spent a lot of time with, right. who loved me, mm-hmm. but to hear her say that, it made me feel like, okay, well, maybe what the kids are saying at school is is right, you know. I'm ugly. I'm not good enough. I'm too dark, you know. Right. And, so, and that just started me on that downward spiral so
0: you know and, and it made me think about of course what i went through as a as a little chocolate girl you yeah. know same thing you're ugly you you know you're this you're that you're black of course yeah. i was black yeah. and my last <laughs> name is black so that was a whole nother teasing point um but i remember my five-year-old um so his my husband at the time my younger kid at the time we're all dark and he's light Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and he he the kids at school told him he was white so he came home and said mama why am i white and y'all are black it's like what and so i picked up this book um and i can't remember the name of it but it was an awesome book and it was for children about the complexions of our race, Mm -hmm. of our, you know, of who we are, of our ethnicity, that we come in all these different shades and colors. Mm -hmm. And I remember having to explain to him, I said, look at your grandmother, you're the same complexion as your grandmother and then your uncles. And then we would just, because we have a huge family, and we got Mm -hmm. all these different complexions. And so just explaining that to him was some kind of way, all of the teasing that he got, and this is from a boy, It got in his head, and so when he got to middle school, he was a little freaked out by people looking at him and asking him, What are you? Right, because he had he has curly hair, he's light, are you Puerto Rican? Are you this? I mean, he was like, I'm black, it's like, No, you're not. So, you get it from little kids in school. But then, when you get it from the people that you trust the most, your parents, your grandparents, the people in your life that you
1: trust, it takes it to another level. I mean, it it brings about a different awareness because I was aware, but then to hear it from her, it just opened up the door to everything else. So I was noticing everything else now and felt as though, okay, yep, this little thing that happened is true. What my grandmother said was true. Mm -hmm. And else would happen? It's like, my perspective was just totally off now Mm -hmm. because of that one little phrase and everything was you know pretty much um in agreement with what she said about me so it's it's crazy that 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 conversation is still going on and when i first wrote this book first of all it didn't even start off as a book Mm -hmm. i was on a quest to be free i was having some internal thoughts that, um, you know, had me thinking suicidal, crazy stuff. Um, I just had my second son and I was so excited that neither one of my children looked like me. Wow. First I was excited that they were boys. When old. you
0: said that in the book, my mouth fell open. I was like, oh my God. Yeah,
1: I was, I was. was. I was excited. They came out, they were extremely bright and I was happy, that was wow. it. And and then I started to think, what is what is really wrong with me? And after my second son, you know, I was in the shower and I just began to weep because I knew there was something wrong. I did not mm-hmm. like myself. And God just began to flood my mind with all the memories, all the things that I had suppressed over the years because... Mm-hmm you know, these things happen, but I pressed them down into my subconscious and I was living out everything that I'd heard that was said to me or what have you, um, unknowingly. And it was just, you know, I was living my life based on a lie that was told to me. Um, and I needed to be free because I was tormented in my thoughts. I was talking myself out of so many things. My mind was just, it was, I was overwhelmed with, you know, thoughts of inadequacy that I'm just, I'm not enough so that's how this book started it started as a journal it started for me just pouring out what was going on in my mind onto pages
0: did you talk to your mom about this did you ever you know i know your mom knew a little bit but I, i know you didn't really why not
1: so because i love my mom but my mom she was always um not always that's the wrong word so the things that my grandmother said to me, she had also said to my mom before. So that's why she contributed to some of the things like you can't play outside too long because you're going to get dark, or we're going to use this soap or whatever to help lighten your skin. So she always told me I was beautiful, however, I couldn't go outside. I couldn't play out long. You know, my dad wanted me to cut the grass and she was like, nope, you can't do that. If you're gonna be out there only 30 minutes and coming back in the house. Those
0: undertones, She contributed. Yeah.
1: Undertones, yeah. All of that contributed to it. So I didn't feel um, like I could go to her and talk to her about it. Um, and so I didn't, I just bottled all of that in. So, and there was no one I could talk to about it. It was just me internalizing all of those thoughts, all of those words all of the taunting from school just all of that and talk I about your, really about your
0: college years talk about your college years i thought that was really interesting time for you
1: yeah my college years were amazing i you know i decided to leave tuskegee <laughs> and venture you know a couple of hours north um, and it was a whole new world it was literally a different world which was my favorite show uh, <laughs> growing up but um it was a different world there were so many you know beautiful women, all hues, you know, loving themselves. And I did not hear about, you know, you're too dark, you're too this, no, it was gorgeous. Look at your dimples, I love your skin. It was stuff that I wasn't used to, you know? And it just made me, you know, start to see myself in a different light. Um, But there was a lot of work that had to go into accepting this newness. People would tell me that I was pretty black, okay so, but you really didn't believe it did not believe not it really, yeah. i did not and and people <laughs> until this day were like really i didn't know you dealt with self-esteem issues because i had a representative i had i learned how yeah. to be someone else different how to be confident in front mm-hmm. of others and internally dying inside waiting to get back home because oh my god who am i don't know who i am
0: right
1: and, you know it was it was a lot of work but i I worked it out i fooled a lot of people for a long time
0: uh weren't you a queen
1: yes i was the queen of my college miss stillman yes
0: is that amazing or what reason What you, you still didn't believe no this the
1: narrative i didn't but the thing is i knew that this was what i was supposed to do um so many things happened during that time on my quest to be queen and I heard God clearly say, This is your time. And so that's when I was like, okay, I'm just gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep going. And I won. And so yeah, that was that was a start. It was. But I still, with all of that training in my head, it still wasn't enough validation for me. I was looking in the wrong place.
0: When I met you and I bought the book, I never thought I would be reading. I I never thought your story would be this. You know, I, I just didn't just in, in meeting you and I just met you, you know, a few weeks back. Yeah. And uh, I'm so glad that you got past, that yes. you healed and restored and, and all that good stuff. So yes. once in the shower, after you saw your babies, which that that had my mouth on the floor. Because <laughs> um, here's a funny story. When I had my first baby, really light, I mean, ooh, light, light, light. And um, we we're in the doctor's office, and I remember this lady asking me, Was I his nanny? <laughs> I yeah. have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, What? <laughs> I still remember
1: that like it was yesterday. That happened to the grocery store. Really? Yep, oh, with my first, yeah. Yeah. I went along with it. I went along with it. I was like, no, I'm just, I'm just watching him for the day. <laughs> I just laughed it off and kept going. So
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some, some interesting things happened with that one. Yes. But anyway, um, so when you got into the shower and those tears, and I'm sure you were probably just wailing at your thoughts of, of the audacity of how you were feeling yeah what were your next steps how did you move from from those tears of of, you know reality that that in reality i still don't think i'm good enough
1: yeah yeah i had to start the process of of exchanging exchanging everything that i learned that was instilled in me with the things that god said about me and it took some time. It took practice. It was being intentional about my thoughts yeah. every day, every moment of the day. And we what comes out of your mouth. mouth? And yeah. what comes out of your mouth? You manifest that. And so, you know, I had to be intentional about the things that I was I was saying. And, you know, it became a daily practice where I was starting to believe that, yes, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, I was made on purpose. God was so intentional about everything that He he formed with me from my skin color to my hair texture. Everything was intentional. And I had to learn to love that and embrace that and validate myself. I think the, the the reason why I struggled with it for so many years was because I was looking for external validation. Yeah. And the only validation I needed was right here.
0: Right. It was
1: right here with me. So right. and the process. It was wow.
0: And, and I, you know, I, I want folks to know, don't think it's just women that go through this. Men go mm-hmm. through this as, as well. Yes. I was talking to two very famous artists, uh, performing mm-hmm. artists, and we were talking about colorism. We were talking about this very thing. Wow. And they were talking about how bad they had it when they were young and going through college because they were dark skinned. Wow. And, you know, we made jokes and we talked about it and, and then we all hugged it out. <laughs> and, and because we were like, well, you know, now we're OK, we're, we're in. But we, we we went through so much to get here. But again, yeah. it's exactly what you said. that it's an inside job.
1: It's an inside job. And
0: it is not validation from the world because the world still don't like us because we black. But, but when your own people don't like you because you dark skinned you know, oh, you good looking for a, a dark skinned girl. And it, one of the guys told me, say, yeah, they used to tell me, you fine and good looking and everything, but you dark skinned, you too black. You know, that kind of stuff. He said he had to work through that. And I mean, he's a very famous artist right now, but he had to work through that color issue. Yeah.
1: yeah. And that was another reason why I felt I needed to tell my story because there are so many people who are, so many women and men who are yeah. in there and 40s and 50s who are still working through things that happened when they were 9, 10, 11, right. 10 years old. And I want, it, I want it to stop now. I want young girls and boys to know that they are perfect just the way that they are, regardless of their skin complexion, their color, whatever. They're perfect just the way they are. And I think if we start having these conversations early and instilling in our babies early, about how awesome they are all of them yeah. every part of yeah. them then they won't have to be 30 40 50 years old having an identity okay. crisis because they don't know who they are early on. So,
0: that that I, is my next question was to talk to the parents because yeah. uh, parents that have gone through it are now passing down again they might be telling you you're beautiful, but they're doing the undertone stuff well. You know, don't stay out in the sun too long. You need to use some skin whitening or you're ashy or you're this or you're that. And so, you know,
1: parents,
0: parents, yeah. we need to do better with our children.
1: We do. We need to do better. But the the problem with, with that is if we don't learn to accept ourselves, we'll never be able to teach. Our children right. have to accept themselves. Right. We'll always put that undertone on them, so. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: yeah.
0: It's, it's it's an interesting thing. And it's interesting that in 2023, we're still going through this.
1: We're still having this conversation. With,
0: within our own family, within our own ethnicity, within our own black people. Yeah. We're still having the conversation about skin complexion.
1: Yeah, we are. Yeah. It's amazing, I, I go to different, um schools elementary middle and high schools and uh, I talked to the students there and even now they're still having these questions they still have issues with among their peers of being um, in competition with the lighter skin why is it why is this still an issue why is it still an issue today and you know they're thankful that I'm able to talk about it now because it gives them permission to also talk about it and work through these issues that they're having as well. And yeah. you know, my prayer is that you know they can stop it right now and move forward in their life, being the great, awesome girls and boys and women and men that they are. And and the, and, and
0: the other side of that is that the the kids that get um, bullied because they are light. My we had my husband's daughter for a while. She's very, very light complexion, and um, those girls terrorized her in school. Yeah terrorized her, she she didn't even know she was cute, but they <laughs> terrorized her in school. And um, to the point where, you know, we had to intervene because there was some pushing and shoving and the name calling. Wow. And the other thing was she was afraid to use the bathroom. Wow. So yeah, we had to intervene because that girl would hit the steps when she got home. It's like, what's what's happening, what's happening? I I can't go to the restroom in school. Excuse me. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's two sides to it. However, again, you know, um, parents, what we say to our children will affect them for their entire lives. Yes, it will. Yeah. Yeah, it it really does. Um, Tell folks how they can find your book. It's a beautiful book. I read it in probably an hour. Uh, I'm a a speed reader, but anyway, um, you know, easy reading. I think any kid, um, any child in your life who is, is having issues or having some, some issues with how they feel about themselves. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a great book.
1: It is. It's definitely for, for all ages. Um, you know, I wrote it in such a way that a child can understand everything that i'm talking about um and i wanted to make it more of a conversation um piece so as you're reading it it's like you're sitting across the table from me and i'm just telling you my story mm-hmm. um, and i think that's how you know it translates into being just an, an easy read um, but yeah you can find my book an autograph copy you can get at com. Um, It's also on Amazon. So just type in Mama Want to Be Light like Skin and you can purchase it off Amazon as well.
0: Yes, yes. Awesome book. Awesome book. Thank you so much for taking mm-hmm. out time to talk with us and to to share uh, your journey with us. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. I so appreciate you for having me on today. This has been a pleasure. My I pleasure. I hope to again soon. <laughs> All right. Ah, oh, yes. Wasn't it a good conversation? We could have talked forever.
0: If you want to be a guest on the show, you can email me at twandablack at or good news at You can watch the show via PGN-TV on all digital streaming apps or visit us at pgntv.org. We'll see you next time with some good news. God bless you.